Hello and welcome to the In The Can Podcast. My name is Devin and this week I am joined by... Jenny. Tom. And James. And we are sitting up at a game table, uh, speaking into a microphone and pretending we're important. Thanks for joining us. How's everyone doing today? Pretty good. It's been beautiful weather the past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, not too bad. Been a little bit warm for my taste, but you know, I, I've always been one of those guys who likes cold weather anyways. Uh, Just open the window and see you burn up to me. <laughs> I hate, I will say I definitely hate the summer because of how humid it gets. I prefer autumn. Mm. Spring and fall are my favorites. Summertime is nice because, you know, people want to be outside. They want to do things. I was ambitious enough to plant a garden. And Which looks really nice. Thank you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been doing okay, but it hasn't rained yet. And I kind of made it a little too low. So we'll see if I drown all my flowers. Stay tuned. What's that? There's a monsoon coming. <laughs> oh, no. I need to spend time outside this summer because I need a tan in October. So I need to, you know, actually get some sun so it doesn't look like I'm a pasty dude, you know. So you're going that far. That's kind of fun. Yeah. For October, I need to look like a surfer boy. So there you go. Well, again, you could always go with the tanning beds yeah that's, good the, fake that's the easy fake way to do it well i mean once summer's over with maintain but that's like the easy way to do it so you know so you're trying to turn yourself into a lobster and yeah. then just wait for it to kind of die yeah, down to I, tan. I also want to be killed if i don't marry someone within 30 days anyway <laughs> see i was thinking something completely different i was thinking b-52s rock lobster. I, I thought of the yorgos lanthimos uh Movie. Feral movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that movie's not gonna be on today. We'll get into what we're talking about today. It's gonna be a little bit more laid back than most weeks. But more fun. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and <laughs> this is that like scratch my head, what's going on? This is gonna be a like a little bit more of a prep for what's gonna be coming up just prior to August when Devin goes away yeah. for uh the movie festival in Traverse City here. Yeah, I'll be gone the first week of August. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a week for me. So. You're going to be a zombie. Yeah, 25 to 26 movies in five days. I swear so. I don't know how. Uh, caffeine. All right, so for now, we're just going to talk about what came out this week mm-hmm. and what we've seen. Movies that came out, Annabelle Comes Home. Anyone get around to seeing Annabelle? No. I forgot about it. I refused to see it because it should have stopped at the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the whole Conjuring Insidious Sinister, all those. Wasn't the first Conjuring decent, though? Yeah, it was decent. The first Conjuring was good. The second Conjuring was good. Uh, The problem is with those movies is it follows the uh, storyline involving Ed and Lorraine Warren. And it's they're the, the paranormal investigators that were responsible with Amityville. Okay. With Haunting in Connecticut, with the Enfield Horror, or Enfield Haunting... Uh, over in England with so it's like Annabelle, Annabelle with the stuff for The Conjuring, all of that stuff. Those are all cases, real cases that they worked. So it's got a very similar feel to the uh, to everything else. Is that kind of the problem? Uh, the problem that I have is is they keep on calling it Annabelle, 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 and they keep wanting to do more with the story of Annabelle. The problem is it's a doll. Past Annabelle, when the Warrens got Annabelle back to their museum and locked up in a case. That doesn't ever get opened. It's been there since. Like it, it hasn't moved. So there's no more story beyond 
essentially all the upcoming movies are just like fan fiction. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Said these things. I was gonna. Who made the joke? Out the latest yeah. is just Annabelle's in a house, and then like a babysitter and her friend comes over and like messes with it. Wait, it's like well, that's as lazy as you can get. Didn't Evil Dead do this? Yeah, probably. I was gonna say, wasn't there a movie called The Boy? Yeah, pretty that much. Did this? Yeah, I remember that. Here, babysit this doll. Here's the rules. Don't mess up. Bye. Oh, you messed up. You're dead. Yep, pretty much. Like, so anyway. it's such a lazy yeah. storyline. That's exactly done, done in horror movies, and so. it's a waste of those characters, in my opinion. Sorry, it's just no. no. The other one that came out is yesterday, which I very much enjoyed. It so was good. Yeah. the the premise for yesterday sounded so strange when I was watching the trailer. It's if you don't know what it is, it's essentially this guy wakes up one day and he's the only person that remembers the Beatles. So he says, you know, this mu- this music is so great, everyone should hear it. But should I essentially copyright their songs even though no one knows who they are? It's an interesting ethical dilemma. On the other hand, I've said this in previous episodes. Considering how monumentous the Beatles were mm-hmm. to the world, even nowadays, I almost think that you should just to bring it again to people who have never heard it. I don't. I personally don't understand the big hype for it. I'm not the. I'm not the biggest Beatles fan. That's my mm-hmm. uncle. He has like all the albums, but I do understand at least that it was such a big, monumentous shift for the for music in general. I can at least understand that. And if you can do that, yeah, you're basically profiting off of someone else's music. But bring it to the people. Have that Have that brought. So having seen the movie, there's a little bit more than just waking up and it not being there. He is a musician who's struggling to make it. Gets into a accident where... The power in the entire world goes out for 12 seconds. Uh-huh. All at once. Unex- inexplicably. And when the power goes out, he kind of goes, what is going on? And a bus hits him. Oh, that's fine. And when he wakes up in the hospital the next day, he's missing two front teeth. And he's busted a rib and a couple other things. He, he's messed up. He's messed up. He got hit by a bus yeah. while riding his bike. And all of a sudden, nobody knows who the Beatles are. And so he's just, like, been talking about, oh, I wish I could make it big, all this other stuff. And he's given that opportunity all of a sudden. It's maybe not the way he would have liked to have gone doing it, but he's given the opportunity. No, and you definitely saw that the trailer was that, again, that whole ethical dilemma. And do I do this? Depending on the trailer you've seen, there's also a part in there where it's mentioned that somebody steps forward saying that, Oh, it seems like you've stolen these songs from somebody. I did see that, and they don't show who it is. Interesting. Yeah. There's more to that whole sub-storyline that I don't want to go into because it would give away a big secret. Yeah, a pretty prominent part, I imagine. Uh, that I really enjoyed the little twist that goes with that. I do want to see it. Uh, I'm a huge Danny Boyle fan. Which doesn't say much because he's made 20 movies or so, and they're in like 18 different genres uh he made 28 days later and then he makes something like this so it's like the he's dude, got a range the dude's all over the place but he's right. a phenomenal director the other thing that i really liked about this is the fact that they bring in a lot of celebrities 
Hmm. Ed, Ed Sheeran, at least, was in... Ed Sheeran plays oh, himself that. in this movie. How many celebrities play themselves? Ed Sheeran plays himself... Uh, give us a, give us, just give us a round number, like six. I want to say there's, like, two or three that actually play themselves in this movie. Oh, so okay, and the rest are just, like, It's not very many. Yeah, Kate McKinnon plays a part in this movie. Wow. But oh, she plays Ed Sheeran's manager. Ah, <laughs> his American manager based out of Los Angeles. I love Ed Sheeran. He's such he's such a guy. He is, and good music. One of my favorite parts that doesn't give much away, doesn't I really give anything away, is when he hears this music and comes to meet the main character for the first time. He meets him at his house because he calls him. The guy doesn't believe that it's him. He thinks it's his best friend prank calling him. Mm. And so he comes to his house and he shows up and the main character's mother answers the door and <laughs> she goes, oh, hold on a minute in a very British style. And, uh, hon, there's a guy named Ed here to see you. <laughs> and he goes, <gasps> and he comes downstairs real quick, gets him, takes him into the kitchen. And then his dad comes popping into the kitchen to grab like a snack or something and then at one point he looks at directly at Ed Sheeran and goes, "Have you seen the pickles?" No, excuse me. And he starts like shuffling around the kitchen, making him move around so he can try to find pickles and stuff. And then after he goes, "You know, you look an awful lot like that Ed Sheeran fellow." <laughs> and he goes, "I am Ed Sheeran." He goes, "Oh, <laughs> well, good on you. All right, well, have a good one." Bye. That's bad. and it just keeps on going. It's like here's Matt Ed Sheeran, and you have like, all you have to say is, "Oh, good for you." Yeah, but to be fair, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're still human, man. And I have to kind of like that, right? But at the same time, it's like it's almost like the dad doesn't believe that he's Ed Sheeran. It's just like, right? No, I can see that you're Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I'm the Pope. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, gonna go eat my pickles now. Because <laughs> he finds him and he goes, mm. <laughs> there's something to that effect. <laughs> okay, it was just it was funny to me. I'm curious to see it. I'll probably I'll probably catch it this week for Spider Man. Yeah, Same. I'm kind of curious. I'm excited for Spider Man. But anyways, I also so yeah. want to see Blinded by the Light, which is the Bruce Springsteen. I was going to say, isn't that a song? Yeah, that uh, looks it looks very similar. It um, does. It, but it Palestinian like kid good. or that. Here's Bruce Springsteen and then like becomes a super fan. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Kind of looks similar vein. Yeah. So. Uh anyways. So I got a chance to see the dead don't die. <laughs> and uh, how, what did you think of that? I know we talked about it before and it sounded intriguing. It had a lot of big names it, in it. It has a phenomenal cast. Yeah. And if you know the director, Jim Jarmusch, you know what kind of humor you're going to get. <laughs> and it's very much his dry, very, 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 very dry humor. Um, two people sitting in a car and just like awkwardly talking. And it's the fact of like when you actually listen to how they're saying these very bland, like they're not saying bland things. It just sounds like it. Like, yeah, it's weird that when you kill the zombies, that they're like, there's no blood, there's smoke. Yeah, that that is kind of weird. Yeah. So I'm going to go and kill more zombies. Okay. <laughs> and, like, it's just this very deadpan, dry humor, and it drags the movie out, 
not in a bad way. It just it's it's a hard movie to explain because it's not bland and boring. It's just the way the movie is presented is very like you're wondering what is wrong with the people of this town. It almost and, sounds like if you yeah. tried to stretch Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it it had that kind of a lot of the times it had that same vibe that Shaun of the Dead has where they're making fun of the zombie tropes because like they you see someone with a machete and you're expecting like, OK, he's going to hit that zombie and gore is going to fly out. He hits and like there's just this weird, awkward puff of like black particles instead like like thick smoke that just like dissipates and then the body collapses. And they do this so often, and it's, like, so effortless, like, the zombies are just made of this, like, smoke, and then the bodies collapse, and it's just this, like, really weird, low-contact zombie movie, and it's just just really weird, and someone gets abducted by aliens, and... <laughs> what? So, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get much into the ending of the movie, because, wow, but someone gets abducted by aliens, and then someone goes, That's, was that in the script? No, no, that, that wasn't in the script I read. Well, you read the whole script, so that's not in it. No. Well, you didn't read the, read the whole script. No, I only had scenes between you and I. Oh. Oh, it's one of those okay. kind of movies where it's and like it, fourth wall movie. It just kind of does that randomly at times. Like they keep playing the same song, some song by Sturgill something or other, and it's called "The Dead Don't Die." And it's like, well, what the hell song is this? I hate this song. I love this song. How can you love this song? Because the script says I'm supposed to love it. What? <laughs> it's it's the theme song. Oh. Then I like it. Oh, okay. It's the theme song? Yeah. What do you mean it's a theme song? Uh, it's a theme song. Oh, okay. And then they turn back on the song and it's like, what? <laughs> okay. That's like how the whole movie's humor is. It's like really dry, really dark and... But the cast is phenomenal, and they are obviously having a good time. And mm. I don't know. It's just one of those that Jim Jarmusch has a very interesting and weird sense of humor. So Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Tom Waits is in there as a hobo. <laughs> uh, he's a he's like this long, long bearded hobo with a with a gun that appears in various scenes and then tries to give a little monologue at the end. And it's like. What? Tom Waits appearing as Tom Dan Waits. Danny Glover's in there, I believe. Which uh, one? Danny Glover, older guy. Um, they got a lot of names. Yeah, Caleb Landy Drones from uh, who played like the crazy brother in um, uh, Get Out, and like you recognize a whole lot of people in this movie. It's just what the hell are these people doing in this movie that look like it had no budget? <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. Uh, all right then. How did they get Bill Murray to come out of his hole and do this movie? Right? <laughs> I haven't seen like, him in anything since, like, Zombieland. Yeah, it's, Tom Waits is the same way. Uh, yeah, and it's like Tom Waits looked like he crawled out of a ditch and just kind of filmed this movie <laughs> and then crawled back into the ditch. And it's uh, Chloe Savini plays one of the one of the other cops, and uh, Tilda Swinton was just having fun as this, like, Irish-ish woman that has a samurai sword and is Buddhist and a black belt and just wandering through the city, <laughs> slowly so cutting people's heads off with swords and then hacking with telekinesis. It's like, whoa. So the ancient what? one? I yeah, was going to say the ancient it, one. It with... goes weird fast and it's like, okay. 
they got about three quarters of the way through this movie and just didn't know where to go with it, so they just had. So they followed Constantine and just went, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm good enough. Um, abducted by an alien, and then they all die. <laughs> Satan's son tried to come to the earth, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was just one of those weird, weird movies that in a, in a year, if you tell me the name of it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did see that, didn't I? So, yeah. Other than that, I finished up the lunch. Brandon Roth gets a, uh, a turn by Neuron and. What? And I, I caught up I caught up on a bunch of episodes of Supernatural, so I've been kind of cramming various TV oh, shows. Oh, yeah. I forgot they put the most recent season on Netflix, so I really need to watch that. It's just, like, Supernatural should have died a long time <laughs> Season five. Ago. Yeah. No. I, season I love, five. I love it. I love the boys. I love mm-hmm. the dynamic, but the, the plots are just kind of going down. The end of the gates. I love, I love the two. I love the the overarching feel and story of the, the show, but it's yeah. like it's gotten to a point where they should either have stopped with the main storyline or deviated into a different deviated away from the angel and demon war and Yeah. And it kind of just got repetitive after a while with their main storylines. But I love right. the standoff one like monster episodes. Yes. Oh yeah, those are some fun ones. Yeah. Also the Scooby Natural episode. Best that's where, episode. That's how I caught up from. Yes. Because I finished that and I'm like, I'm good for a while. Yeah. That one was fun. Oh, the French Connection. There's so many that are just really good. Yeah. The, the Gabriel again, episodes, basically. I personally think it should have ended at the end of season five. It's yeah. That one had a that one had yeah. a perfect ending for the theme of it, I think. But that's all I'm going to say. It's an overarching story. Yeah. I feel there's it's done a decent job with some of it. but Yeah. I also have been trying to keep up with Handmaid's Tale. I know there's episodes out every Wednesday still, but I'm a little behind. But I just gonna sit down and watch it because it's a really good show. I think they got one more season left. No this, idea. This is the last what? one, I think. Uh, season 15 is the final. Yeah, the, the one coming up, yeah. Yep. I'm midway through 14, so I'll be finished. Yeah, they, they, the actors came out on Twitter at the exact same time pretty much stating that this next one will be the last one. Yep. They've done it for so many years and they're doing such a great job at it. But they, yeah. They love doing it. They're obviously best friends, but it's like it's oh, been yeah. fifteen years. Time to let's hey, go out still, still yeah. a decent show. Trying yeah, time to time to do something different. Let's let's go out on one more high. <laughs> yeah, see me I've been getting caught up on all the CW superhero shows. So I just finished the most recent season of the Legends of Tomorrow that they have on Netflix. I'm midway through season two of Legends of Tomorrow. So with that one, that was the mention of Brandon Roth being uh, taken over by Neron. Neron is a demon of hell that plays into Constantine's storyline, who's in the current season of... Oh, okay, that explains everything. Yeah, you had mentioned Constantine. It actually does. That actually does explain everything. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, so there's that, and I've been watching a lot of that lately, so... Ah. I watched the first three... I don't know what the names of them were. I think the second one's Magnum Force, but the the first three Dirty Harry movies for the first time. Because I've, I've never actually sat down and watched them. I've always seen parts of them. They are dated. Like, <laughs> super dated. Yep. Uh, but they're, they're good. Uh, you know, interesting little movies, but they're, they haven't really held up as well as many other movies have. No. So, but, yeah. And honestly, there wasn't really a big movie this week. Yeah. Annabelle was the big one. And then Avengers re-released, but kind of 
maybe somewhat somewheres re-released and so we apparently got it at the place that we work it's it's not if you haven't seen avengers i would say you know go see it if you have seen it and you just want to see it through the extra footage it's really not that worth it from what i've been hearing yeah it's yeah hulk doing something tribute to stanley a hello there's new stuff with the directors and then that's about it there's not a whole lot Stuff leading into Spider-Man. But if you haven't seen haven't seen Endgame, go see Endgame before seeing Spider-Man. Correct. Yeah. Definitely do that. Because otherwise you're going to be going, where did Spider-Man come from? I thought he got dusted. Yeah. Which was one of the bigger problems when he got dusted the first time around. Yeah, we all kind of knew, well, he has another movie coming out. Yeah. <laughs> you really shot yourselves in the foot there. Mom. Yeah, they did that a few times when they... They like tip their hand with their their marketing, so yeah, which sucks, but it happens. Yeah. All right. So with that, since there's no real like big old movie to talk about, why don't we go into our topic this week? Take it away, Devin. All right. So last week uh, we kind of joked in passing here that there's a lot of movies that have really weird titles, and we've been doing the stuff with the Gen Ed section of. Hey, here's the name of a movie. Guess what you think this movie is about? And I have seen a whole bunch of movies at the Traverse City Film Festival that have these kind of titles. (laughs) Movies that, when I say the title, people go, I have no idea what that's about. And there's a lot of times when I forget what that's about because the title makes no sense or is just really weird. One of the ones coming up for the film festival that I'm going to this year is The Peanut Butter Falcon. It makes perfect sense to me now, but when I first saw it, I'm like, that makes no sense. And that kind of like sparked the idea of, let's make a little game show of this. I have a whole bunch of the tickets for the previous movies that I've seen. I'm just going to randomly shuffle through it, pull up what it's about on my phone so I know all of the people in it and all that, where it's from, if it's a documentary, if it's a narrative, and so on. And I'm just going to give you the title, and you have a few seconds to figure out, and then you're going to guess what you think the movie is about strictly by the title. I'm the most screwed out of all of this. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> you and Jenny might might be tied. I get the feeling we'll Tom see. might have at least heard of some of these. And I get yeah. the feeling you might have seen some of these, because not all of them are small movies. Plus, not only that, but also to having done the job that I do working in the box office of a movie theater, there's a lot of times people will come up and ask me, Hey, can you recommend a movie or what is this movie about? And unfortunately we don't really have these things called synopsis sheets up at the front that we can hand to That's guests. Stupid. So you just so make it up. <laughs> guess who has to actually find out what those movies are about? That's so this guy. That's it's hard stupid. because we have a relatively large movie theater. So we get a myriad of movies. We get wide releases, limited releases, um, foreign films, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they change every single week. So having a new synopsis sheet every week would be a pain for management. But that's not anything that we can do I mean, about. We had a manager who did that, and then they left for various reasons. Uh, life being one of those. So they left, and then they didn't give anybody else the files that they had created with all of this in there. So all they have to do is plug and play all the information. 
So I've since tried to contact this person because I had contact with them outside of work through an organization I belong to. And they were like, sure, I'll get it to you. And I have not gotten it from them. So, yeah, that has never come about. So as a result, uh, there's a wonderful database online that you can find information on. I'm going to be using it like religiously. Yeah, it's a wonderful database online of movies that you can find. So yeah, yeah. For those of you listening, you can play along with all this. Uh, I will say no phones. I've told the others to not use their phones. Uh, we're keeping time and that kind of stuff, so we can do that. But don't look at your phones, and try to keep your description of what you think it is relatively short. Right. Yeah. Like in democratic debate short you know go on for 15 minutes about two words anyway <laughs> a sentence or two in addition yeah. to yeah. that uh one of the things that we're going to do is we'll keep track of what movies were names were part, uh, brought up and how we did and we'll post that in the comment section of the show if you'd like to play along you can do the same thing with your friends those all the information will be available in our comment section on our facebook page yeah. If you want to post ones that I don't say that have really weird titles, we'll respond with how we what we think those are. So, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Is everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Insert game show music here. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's just wrestling. Okay. All right. So the first one, I'm going to go relatively easy with this first one. Are you sure about that? Maybe. I don't know. The movie's title is I Want Someone to Eat Cheese With. I know that you mentioned cheese earlier, and I had a feeling. <laughs> I want someone to eat cheese with. Has anyone seen this? No. Nope. No. Has anyone heard of this movie? No. Nope. Yes, just now. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Who wants to go first? We'll stick the same order. I'll go first, because right. I'm screwed anyway. Okay. Look at it. An extra couple seconds ain't going to help me. I'm thinking... A rom-com was starring a rat. So Ratatouille 2, the romantic version? <laughs> <laughs> no, Stuart Little. Okay. Oh, no. So a rom-com starring a rat. Yes. Okay. Tom? I have a feeling that this is a documentary about someone who is a cheese connoisseur and wants to find someone to go on a little adventure of tasting cheese with. Hmm. Okay. I was going to go kind of both of those routes. Maybe someone that is like a cheese connoisseur or a chef that, you know, enjoys food, but is maybe deeply devoted to their work and they just want someone to enjoy the same things that they do. So maybe like a rom-com like James said. So kind of in the vein of like sideways, maybe? Mm, Yeah. I'm actually going to give that one to Jenny. Yay! Okay. All right. I I want someone to eat cheese with is a 2006 uh, romantic comedy starring Jeff Garland. Uh, It's about a guy who is down on his luck and is an improv actor in Chicago. Uh, He eats too much and he ends up weighing too much and he goes and he buys cheese and he just eats cheese, like, on the hood of his car as, like, his coping mechanism. Goals. And it's Continue. ultimately, <laughs> he wants to find a girl that wants to eat cheese with him. And that's, like, what he thinks, like, 
oh, this will be a good thing. So ultimately, it's him, like, meeting a girl and, you know, ends up just a romantic comedy starring a guy that loves to eat cheese. Wow. Okay. I, I was less creeped out hearing the synopsis of Ben. Yeah, and it's actually a really sweet little movie because he just he just wants someone that he can spend time and hang out with, but he's like so someone he can cope a, about his problems with while yeah. eating cheese. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but he's just a uh, depressed improv actor. All right, yeah. so I'm gonna give a point to Jenny for that because you're definitely the closest. I was gonna give it like I was waiting for someone not to be better than a rom com starring a rat. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh. but yeah, he's like really no, no. into what types of cheese. I, I I give that to yeah. Jenny for yeah. sure. So Jenny has one point. Yeah. That one you get a lot from that title. Indeed, so, that's but, a title. But yeah, it's a Jeff Garland movie. It's actually really well done. It's it's well written, well acted. Uh, the next one is a movie called Hysteria. Oh, crud vapors. I went in the opposite way. Last one, you got a lot of information. This one, you just get one word. Has anyone seen this movie? No. Mm-mm. No, but the title sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tom. The title sounds familiar. Okay. Oh, don't look at me, Devin. <laughs> You're going first. I know. Uh, let me pull it up on my phone so I know all the ins <laughs> and outs of the movie. So you can you can veto me real hard. Uh, yep. Hysteria? Hysteria. Uh, no, I am going to say that sounds real familiar, but we're going to go with a, a psychological horror about a woman trapped in a mental asylum. Okay. Ooh. All right. Very nice. Tom? I'm going to say that this film is about a psychological experiment involving filmmakers about how hysteria can be played into the public eye using film. Okay. Huh. So part organic kind of thing. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to go with the more medical term of like such things like mass hysteria where... Um, something as small as like uh, a rash on someone's body and someone else thinking it's contagious can actually like psychologically force them to have a rash appear on their body um, and then just like that happening to a large enough area when in reality it's literally something very small but because your brain makes it think like oh my god I'm gonna die and they freak out and everyone freaks out um, just public mass hysteria that kind of reminds me of that whole dance to death thing so I'm going to explain this. Oh. <laughs> and of the three of you, you're going to have to decide who won. Oh, great. Okay. I'm leaning Crap. towards Jenny a little bit. Yay. I get. But it is a it is a romantic comedy. Oh, damn. All right. It is a comedy with romance, not spe- strictly romantic comedy. Not me, though. It's 2011, and it is set in 1880. Oh. Pioneering <clears throat> doctor Mortimer Granville sacked from various hospitals for challenging his superior's out, outmoded methods, gets a job with Dr. Something, Dalrymple, who relieves females' patients' hysteria with pelvic massages, oh, and he decides yep. to make the first vibrator. I that remember this movie. amazing. Huh. I remember it this movie. It is a movie about the invention of the first vibrator. I remember That's this. That's kind of cool. On the other hand, I'm I, leaning towards 
Jenny. Yeah, because I'm the me. woman She's... with hysteria. No, <laughs> yes. you mentioned no. You, <laughs> know, you mentioned medical. Medical, yeah. You mentioned medical, and you hit on hysteria. Well, however, the only thing is, um, female hysteria is a lot, lot, lot different well, from, yeah, than you kind mass of, hysteria. You kind of hit on the fact that it was medical, and that's the uh, only. That's only the only thing. thing that would put me leaning towards your thing was you brought medical up. I'm not gonna uh, vote for myself, so uh, yeah. I'm. What do you guys? Think? I'm leaning towards Jenny because she's the only one that really brought in medical. I'm leaning towards that because my my thought was psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a very different feel. Yeah, it's starring Maggie Gyllenhaal, Hugh Dancy, and Jonathan Price. And Felicity Jones in a really early role. Well, so, it's actually a really, really well done, well done period piece. Yeah. But I'll give it. I'll give it to Jenny. It's a. It's a weird, weird uh, kind of topic. And you know the, the the sucky thing is, I was gonna say like, doesn't matter. All right. Well, already two ahead. Catch up, losers. <laughs> <laughs> By sheer oh, luck, right. and you know it. Yeah. It's not my fault. I'm a redhead. I'm going with. I'm going with the outlandish ones. I think we can all agree with that. Well, uh, you're going to have fun with this name. Let me pull it up here. If I'm not going to win, I'm going to dazzle people with what? <laughs> all right. So the next one, the history of future folk. Folk? The history of future folk. Like F-U-L-K? F-O-L-K. F-O-L-K. Okay. Future folk. The history of future folk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I hate everything you stand for, Kevin. Has anyone heard or is heard of or seen this? Nope. Nope. I've heard of it. Do you remember what it's about? Nope. Okay. Uh, I want to say I vaguely do, but do you want to go last this round then? No, I want to take myself out of this round. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, Tom, you're out this round. <sighs> what was the full title again? The History of Future Folk. The history of future folk. Mm, I'm gonna go with time travel musical featuring folk music. Nice, I love it. All right, I love it. Um, so I'm thinking perhaps um something set in the future, like far enough future where it's um techie and dystopian not like you know 20 years from now probably like 100 or so um and then maybe maybe people talking about how they got there and then something to do with trying to change it to make it different i'm not entirely sure i'm feeling like an iron sky vibe off this one (laughs) okay yeah all right tom i know you took yourself out but do you know what this movie's about if I'm not mistaken, it's a movie involving time capsules. No, even even thinking you know it, James won this hand. <gasps> what? No! Okay. <laughs> History of Future Folk is about two aliens from the planet Hondo. Oh, this one. Okay. They have come to our planet and are planning on invading us, but they find bluegrass music and they make a bluegrass band. Oh my God. I remember remember this one now. Yep. So that is definitely James because it is two aliens from a different planet coming here 
and then making a folk band or making a bluegrass band. Jeez, amazing. That is that's <laughs> something I'm like, wow, that's like exact. But it's an extra time travel. But it's an alien instead of time travel. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Amazing. <laughs> Quality. See, I told you, I'm going with the outlandish ones. I'll hit, I'll hit that golden egg every so often. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's gonna go really on the nose, but yeah, I think I'll do something a little bit. You're gonna have to think about this one a, a little bit. All right. Uh, by the way, history of future folk for those interested is a 2012 uh, musical sci-fi comedy. So, I'm kind of interested just because of how it's, weird it's it sounds. Cool. It was, it's one of my favorites I've seen. It's just this really weird mix of like sci-fi music and, and bluegrass. It sounds cool. kind of cool. Yeah. So what's this next one? This next one is very simple title, Playing Dead. I, I, I already have one, but James, go. Because you, you first. <sighs> Playing Dead. Hmm. I'm going to go with... A drama featuring a necromancer mortician. Okay. All right. Tom? I'm going to say that this movie is about a person who uses zombies to basically play house or some sort of like game with to reenact what they want to happen. Okay. This movie's about possums. Hands down, about possums. <laughs> Playing dead. I'll have to figure out which one of you is remotely close. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to not me. I'm gonna lean a little bit towards Tom, but the idea of playing dead is a has-been actor takes a job playing the victims in a homicide reenactment, where he sparks and fights with the civil offer investigating the real-life crime. <laughs> No, I go with Tom on that one. I think it's Tom, but it's a guy that's acting as the dead body in the reenactment, and now he starts trying to change the the reenactment to what he thinks the murder actually is. I'm gonna go with Tom. Yeah, I think that's Tom. Because I mean, unfortunately, it's not possums like yeah. I thought. And as cool as my <laughs> sounds, that's not anywhere close to it. Because yeah. don't don't tell me that wouldn't be awesome, mine. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's just funny. I'm like. I perfectly get what that is because he is literally playing dead. Then I'm like, wow, possums, necromancers, and zombie or like corpse dancing and stuff. I'm like, uh, well, weekend at Bernie stuff. Yeah, I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, weekend at Bernie's taking to the next level. Yeah, you were oh, definitely right. closest though. But again, I've, I said before, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for that golden that golden goose egg. But yeah, uh, playing dead is a 2013 French comedy. Called Je File More. That explains everything. Yeah. It's actually, it's really fun. It's all set in like a, a ski lodge resort. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, um, <laughs> what pain are you going to give us next, Devin? I know I have mentioned this next one, but the actual title of the movie I've never used. Okay. Of course. The next one is. Hamu. H A E M O O. Bale of hay cow, essentially. No, I'm saying that for the Hamu is. Yeah. Would you like me to give you the the Americanized title? Because there's no way in hell you'll ever get it from Hamu. I'm guessing on Hamu. 
You can I'll give it to them in a second. All right. Hey, Moo. Hey, Moo. I'm going to guess it's a documentary about an obese person getting getting problems because they were Moo's. Right. I forgot Moo's were a thing. Okay, Tom. Told you, I'm going wacky. I want to guess on the name, and then you can give us the American name afterwards. Okay. Tom, did you want the American name? Let's let's do Hey Moo first, and then yeah. I'll give you the American name, and you can try on that because it's going to be completely different. <laughs> Tom, collect yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just learning what the Moo is. <laughs> Told you, I'm going outlandish. Um, I'd like to say that this particular one is about a person who really likes to say hi to cows. All right. <laughs> hi, Moo! No, 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 no. I, I, I got it. I got it. Are you ready? Okay. It is a movie made in the 90s with gangs telling yo mama jokes <laughs> and saying yo mama's so fat when you see her walking down the side you say hey Moo! <laughs> I win. Podcast is over. Good night. I don't think you win. I think we lose. <laughs> See, I'm not sure who would win if that's all I was giving you. Because those are all completely wrong. Okay, oh, come on. you have humans. The Americanized version of the name is Sea Fog. I'm sorry. What? Sea Fog. I gotta think of a new Yo Mama joke. Hold on. <laughs> sea Fog. C as in. S E A S E A F O G C. So we're going with another round on this one. Let's give it a that. shot because I I can't tell and none of you would get points for that because that is completely not the right direction. <laughs> a thriller about a killer on a fishing boat out at sea. Okay, I want to say that it is about a lighthouse keeper who is responsible for the safety of vessels coming in and out in and out of harbor. Okay. Ghost Ship, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) This one's going to James. (laughs) Yeah. Sea Fog is a South Korean thriller. Oh, wow. Captain of a South Korean fishing trawler is offered his biggest payday yet. All he has to do is pick up a bunch of Chinese refugees off the mainland of China, bring them back to South Korea. But they get buzzed by the Coast Guard and they put all of their all of the refugees into the ship or the the, hull. the fishing refrigerator, which has a Freon leak. Oh my god. And it kills about a hundred um, Chinese refugees. Is and this, what do they do with it? Is this based on a true story? I don't know, and I sure as hell hope not. Well, I know that a lot of because that's terrible. A lot of like, though. especially with North Korea, they would take like Chinese or Japanese sailors, like they would just abduct them from their boats mm-hmm. and they wouldn't give them back. But they end up having to figure out how to get rid of a hundred bodies in the South China Sea. Wow, that is definitely not yeah. where I thought that was going. So I'm gonna go with killer on a boat. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. That gets dark really fast. So yes, it's absolutely phenomenal movie, but I'm on a boat it's sound, the flip it's on, on a boat. I believe it was on uh Netflix for a while. It's it sounds Fog, uh 2014. It sounds dense as hell. It is amazing. It is one of the best one of the most tense movies I've seen in a long time. So, wow. <coughs> All right. Let's see what you guys think of this next one. Uh, 
we have no basis. I mean, everything has been so completely different from the others. Real quick, yeah. for those pay, paying, not paying attention at home, right now the score stands two James, one for Tom, two for Jenny. Yep. <laughs> All right. Don't worry, the underdog's coming back. <laughs> the ginger with no This fault. next one is called The Hundred-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared. Well, uh, there you go. No, no, I had to take myself out of this one. You told me about this one. Have I? Yes, I remember specifically about this one. Do I remember everything about it? No, but I remember this title. All right. That's a very distinct title. Well, that puts me up. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to say that it's about a, obviously, an older gentleman who is suffering from dementia, Alzheimer's, something, doesn't want to be stuck inside of an old folks' home and escapes out the window in order to go try to live his life and just gets lost. Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking somewhat along the same lines of Tom. However, maybe it's it's either someone with dementia or something like that or someone who just doesn't want to be a burden anymore on maybe his family maybe it's um a family where you know all of the grandparents and the kids and everyone lives together and he just feels like he's you know it's his time and he you know is being a burden so he leaves so his family can have a better life without him yeah all right uh you're both very close but tom does does Dang. edge out a little bit. Um, based on an international best-selling novel, the unlikely story of a hundred-year-old man who decides it's not too late to start over. Uh, so, he climbs out the window and runs away. Mm -hmm. The thing is, he's been doing this in his entire life and very much like uh, Forrest Gump. He's just one of those guys that's in like the background of all these famous times and mm. he's now making new memories. Mm. So, yeah, it's one of those that's literally the title. Kind of like Catch Me If You Can. All right. And guess who just tied it up? <laughs> so let's uh, let's throw you a weird one now. Let's throw you a weird one. Underdog from behind. This one is a little bit more popular, and I know people have at least heard of this movie, but The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. No idea. I'm taking myself out. Have you seen it? Part of it. Okay. Bloody depressing. That's all I gotta say. The Diving Bell oh, and, and the, the butterfly. butterfly. A Lovecraftian romance on a sea lab at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Okay. Okay. Kudos on that one. Alright, so Tom's accusing himself. So yep. I'm thinking something along the lines of like how they have Beauty and the Beast, but instead it's Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Maybe like someone who is some kind of underwater worker and they have to dive to like underwater welding or something like that and then they love someone who is maybe like in the air maybe a pilot or something and something along those lines i'll go with that okay um <laughs> you've got you've got such a dichotomy here i don't think either of you get points for this one. fantastic oh, that's cool so the diving bell and the butterfly is an unbelievable movie coming out of 2007. It is the true story of 
L editor John Dominique Bobby, who suffered a stroke and developed locked-in syndrome. Oh no. And has to live with an almost totally paralyzed body, and only his left eye isn't paralyzed. Oh my god. Oh my word. It is shot completely from his point of view. Oh wow. That's terrifying. So where do you think the title came from? Uh he constantly sees himself in a diving bell. Mm. I don't know where the butterfly comes from. I can't it's been a while since I've seen it. But he is always imagining himself walking on the like completely locked locked in a diving bell underwater. I see. Yeah. I think the butterfly is trying to be the metamorphosis of yeah. Uh, at one point you were this human you were like basically the caterpillar and now you're stuck inside a cocoon that you can't get out of yeah wow. it's it is one hell of a movie that is bloody depressing yeah <laughs> it's one of those movies that when you watch it you were like amazed by how they made it because it's all from his point of view so you see like people having to deal with him not being able to move mm. The atrophy of his body slowly deteriorating. And it's like one of those very hard to watch movies, but it is really well done. Uh, if you've seen uh, Quantum of Solace, the villain, that's the guy who plays the person with the lockdown. Which Center. villain? Maz Mikkelsen? The uh, Quantum of Solace, not. Oh, no, I apologize. I'm the uh, the young, skinny dude. I'm thinking mm. Cena Royale, my apologies. Yeah. All right. So. That was one that I'm like, nobody's... If you haven't seen the movie, you're probably not going to understand where this movie comes from. I I still like my idea better. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next up. Patrick, age 1.5. Patrick, age 1.5. Yep. Let's go with something... Okay, so there's a disease where you age rapidly. This is the reverse, where you never age past a baby, so it's a it's a 30-year-old guy who's trapped in an infant's body. There are cases like reverse that. Reverse progeria? Progeria? Yeah, I can't remember progeria. That's, yeah. There we go. That's my, that's right. my guess. Tom? One more time with the title. Patrick, age 1.5. Patrick, age 1.5, I believe, is about, is about a child who has been... Basically, just been documented from prior to conception up to the age of one and a half. Okay. And it's about the developmental stages of early, early childhood. Okay. Hmm. That sounds cool. I was going to go like the robot route. (laughs) Either like robot or, you know, something like not inherently human, but something like maybe a robot that is learning like um ai learning ai sentient ai who's learning how to act more human and where he's at he only acts like he's one and a half so the opposite of bicentennial man yeah i love bicentennial man okay i'm not really sure to give it to i'm kind of it's not sci-fi so i'm leaning towards tom right now but the idea of Patrick Age 155 is it is a Swedish comedy. Oh, it's a comedy? Yep. A Swedish gay couple adopt what they think is a 1.5-year-old boy, only to meet their new son, a 15-year-old homophobic delinquent child. Oh, I need to watch this movie. This sounds amazing. 
Right, I don't want to see this now. Okay. They thought it was 1.5, a year and a half old baby, oh. so they don't have to raise the baby, you know, point or past a certain point, but it was 15, period. So it's this gay couple that now has to raise this 15-year-old child they legally have adopted. Decimal points, you've screwed me again. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a really sweet comedy, but oof, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know who to give a dude for that. Not me. I mean, it's not I, about reverse to, be, f- to yeah. be fair, I'd also be fair. I'd also be fine with anyone, being missed. I don't think anyone. Quite I don't think anyone got it. No. So again, though, I like. I'm, I've been liking my ideas more. <laughs> yeah. So right now, the score stands at two apiece for James, Tom, Jenny, and the missed column. All right. <laughs> wow, we're all losers. <laughs> Or we're all winners. No. Okay, fine. You can take that. Everyone gets a participation trophy crap and leave. Fine. All right. Don't actually leave. <laughs> Don't actually leave. You're like the sane one. <laughs> yeah. I right. can agree with that. All right, next one. And I think people might have heard about this, but the giant mechanical man. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Nobody's I, seen this, I'm guessing? I have to take myself out of this one. You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. Alternate reality, steampunk giant automaton in 1850 London. Okay. Wow, you're so good at this. Okay. Um, it's called stream of consciousness. I don't think about what I say. Um, I'm going to go with... I f- it reminds me of Iron Giant. Is all I'm thinking of. So maybe something like akin to the Iron Giant or like the making of the Iron Giant movie. Okay, sure. What about that? Tom, I know you're out. What would you like to guess? If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the movie about someone who creates a giant uh, statue of like a mech. If I'm not mistaken. Out of a scrap heap. So it is Iron Giant. (laughs) But I think it's a documentary or made in the style of a documentary. Okay. It's not a documentary about someone that makes scrap out of, or robot out of scraps. So I'll keep you in, but again, I'm having a hard time figuring out where to go with this one. It's a romantic comedy. Why are these all (laughs) like... There's a lot of them. Indie. Indie film about the guy that plays the silver-painted street performer, the giant mechanical oh, man, who falls in love with a zoo worker um, that works at the Detroit Zoo. It's all shot in Detroit. So but, not me. No. Yeah. But another one dresses up as the as like the giant mechanical man and walks around. Yeah. Detroit. Yep. Aww. So another must call him. Gotcha. And yeah. again, a movie idea I like. That's 2012. Yeah. My I, my idea I like better. <laughs> Giant Mechanical Man was one of those that that's went under the radar, but is a is a really well done, well acted little film. Well, it helps that you you look at it and it's like, oh hey, I know that place. I know well, that everybody, place. we're yeah, officially you know, all losers. The missed column here is in winning. Detroit. Mm-hmm. There's a people mover terminal that has like a statue of a a guy reading the newspaper. Yes. A huge scene in the movie takes place in that terminal. Really? And they start talking to the guy that is reading the newspaper because <laughs> he gets like kind of weird and he's like, yeah, they're all just people, right? And he starts talking to him. He's like, oh yeah, right. It's only me. 
Mm. Uh, oh, right. that sounds kind of sad. Yeah, and it's it's one of those kind of bittersweet moments in the movie, but yeah, it's it's pretty well done. Uh, da, da, da. Try to come up with one that at least maybe get. Yeah, that'll be good. Now, nah. <laughs> I'll defy expectations. I won't get any of these, damn it. All right, Tom, you might have heard about this one. I'm not positive, but let's give a shot to Black Sheep. I think I've heard of this. I don't remember if I know what it's about. Okay. Black Sheep. Okay, James. Satanic propaganda film set in Wales about a bunch of kids summoning a demonic sheep. Okay. Horror film about a sheep that eats people. Okay. I'm going to go with neither of those. Um, a coming-of-age movie about... Um, People, teens, or whoever feel like the quote-unquote black sheep in their family, like they're the outcast weird ones. Okay. Tom, you get points. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Black sheep, an experiment in a genetic engineering turn... An experiment in genetic engineering turns harmless sheep into zombies. I'm upset. (laughs) Zombie sheep. I'm... It's definitely herds of killer sheep. (laughs) Set in New Zealand. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. All right. So now we're back. The next one I'm going to throw at you. I'm it's a relatively new one. So someone might have heard about me talk about it within the past year. But Streaker. I feel like you mentioned this. Might have. Documentary following a streaker of various events. Okay, it's about people who run marathons nude. Okay. Huh. I was going to go with what Tom said. Because I feel like it's something along the lines of, like, some event where people actually run in the nude on purpose. But I could be wrong. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it's a 2017 sports comedy uh, called Streaker. So, yes, it's about streaking. Yeah. It is about professional competitive streaking. I do remember you talking about it's about son of a guy that comes or needs to make money, so makes a professional streaking league where they go to different events and see how long they can streak before they get caught. Crap, I do remember you talking about this. The longer you last, the more money the people betting on you make. I am kind of leaning towards Jenny. Yeah. Me? I said the same thing Tom said. No, but you said a sporting event. Yeah. yeah. I specifically said a marathon. Yeah. I said sporting event where they run naked on purpose. Okay. Yeah. I said... I said it. Okay, I guess, yeah. 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 So I'm saying kind of leaning towards Jenny, but yeah. Tom and Jenny both were very close. I want to give it to Jenny. Oh, thank you, Tom. Mm-hmm. So remember, you're in first because of us. She's tied for first <laughs> with know. myself in the missed column. All right. So we're all tied for first place losers. Crazy guy. Crazy yeah. guy. So where do we jump from there to that movie? That one there. Do it. All right. I'll just do the next one in this list. Oh, boy. Infinity Baby. Cosmic Horror. <laughs> About a man who loses his entire life only to wake up as a baby once again infinity. Okay. Dumb. It's a movie about parents who want to have kids 
but are given the option of exactly how they want to genetically make their kids. Ooh. Okay. Interesting, actually. Um, I don't know. I thought James sounded pretty good. I'm going to go with parents who just keep having children, even though they should have stopped a long time ago. The Duggar family. Constant baby, 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 popping out babies. Okay. I'm going to give it to Tom. Um, Crud. Mostly for the fact that you hit on genetic modifying. Owing to a genetic mix-up involving stem cell research, the recently founded company Infinity Baby is able to offer a service for aspiring parents who never want to leave the baby bubble, whereas the infants that they get never age. Oh, no. And they are forever stuck as babies. So it is a horror story. That is a horror story. It kind of ends up as a horror, and it's a really twisted uh, movie out of Austin. Um, yeah, that's definitely she hates. But yeah, Tom, I'm giving that one to you. Yeah. And it's all in black and white for some reason. Oh. Even creepier. Wait, what, what year is this movie? 2017. Yeah, I know. It's one of those weird mumblecore movies coming out of uh, Austin, which by a guy named Bob Bob Byington, which he has like six movies that I wanted to mention. Uh, Harmony and Me, Somebody Up There Likes Me, Infinity Baby, Registered Sex Offender. I was thinking about doing any of these, but then I'm like, nah. <laughs> Registered Sex Offender would be the next, the closest one for the title not exactly matching what you expect it to be. So it's a guy pretending to be a registered sex offender walking around telling his neighbors just to see how they'd react. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. But, That's a, but yeah, this one's Infinity Baby. Patch Adams. Infinity Baby. Not the actual person, cast. the movie. Yeah. It has a great cast with like Nick Offerman and a whole bunch of people you'd recognize. Kieran Culkin and so, so on. But just kind of this weird low-budget movie about babies that don't age. Because, yeah. All right. Genius well, babies gone wrong. I'll say not yeah. one of my favorite movies I've seen at the film. Yeah. All right. All right. Next movie. Next one. Nice quick title. Embers. E-M-B-E-R-S. Embers. A tragic thriller about a forest ranger who dies in a forest fire. That's it. That's okay. it. Okay. That was actually a, like, believable movie. It can't all be winners. <laughs> no. It's about an arsonist mm. who is obsessed with coming back to see the fallout of the fires that he has started. Or she has started. Okay. That's a really yeah. good one, Tom. I don't want to follow that. Um so how when you go last? I know. So I'm thinking maybe something to do, maybe it's a romantic movie. Maybe it's another one of those romantic comedies where we didn't think it was romantic <laughs> comedy that it actually was romantic comedy. Um, it's like The Embers of Love. It's between Tom and Jenny. Oh. Should we go into more detail? <laughs> but for different reasons. So it is a post-apocalyptic movie. Crap. After a global neurological epidemic... Those who remain search for meaning and romantic connections in a world that is unable to make memories. Oh, that sucks. Everyone on on Earth has um, anterograde or retrograde amnesia and is not able to make new memories. 
So they have found ways to make, have relationships when they can't remember each other each day. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. It's like the end of 51st Dates at Nazism. The two of them. Both. That's creepy. Hi, I'm Tom. So I'm not sure who to give that to. Hi, I'm Tom. Because it's not exactly, but you had... fine with the mist column. Yeah, I think that one's in the mist. Dang it. Because you had, like, the aftermath of something, and then you had the fact that it's romantic. Damn it. Even that, it is an extremely... Dark. It is a very dark movie, and it's not as good as I was hoping it would be, but it's still one of those that is... The second time I watched it, it's... Oof. Wow, is that a powerful movie. So, all right, let's go in a different direction. This one I think I mentioned. I'm not sure if James, Tom, you might have both meant, heard this one, but Orenthal the Musical. I want to say that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, James. <laughs> a day in the life of an eagle. Who then has to take on a gang to get back its eggs. So, Boom. so Angry Birds the movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's just Angry Birds the movie. Useful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Alright, so it's about a guy named Orenthal. Last name who has a mental disorder that everything he hears and every form of stimulus that comes to him is in the form of a musical. Ooh. Okay. Jenny. (laughs) After those stunning synopses. So I have this new plan. (laughs) (laughs) If I say the least amount possible... I might be right. If I go vague, I win. It's a musical. It's a musical. <laughs> About Orenthal. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I get. That's it. It's a musical. <laughs> I have no bloody idea. Alright. Uh, does anyone know a famous person with the name Orenthal? I feel like I do. I feel like I do after having you mention it to me like 19 times. Okay. I don't know, cinematographer. Yeah. So, Orenthal used to be a football player. Nah, I wasn't going to get that. But then he may or may not have murdered his wife. Oh, Oh, that's right. Crap. Orenthal is O.J. Simpson. Orenthal the Musical is about an eccentric theater artist struggling to stage an O.J. Simpson musical with the help of his childhood friends. So, mist oh my yep. god. That's a nice mist cup. That's a hardcore mist No, it is literally a musical about someone named Orenthal. So. I got it. It's me. <laughs> wow, that's a hard. I feel bad about that one, Tom. We talked about that one before. Yeah. I mentioned that one when we did the musical list. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I do remember. It's one that, that I wanted to say, but it's just not. It's a good, it's a fun movie, but we it's forgot. just not a great movie. We forgot. Definitely. There's a reason it didn't make our lists, and it was talked about, like, yeah. off. Yeah, there's like, a reason we didn't think about it. All right. Onward. I forgot that it's Onward. name. Onward. Austin Land. Is it another Austin Powers movie? Austin Land. 
A-U-S-T-E-N-L-A-N-D. Who spells Austin with E? Imagine if you will. Okay. A kid dying of cancer. <laughs> so Where did that accent come from? <laughs> who then imagines himself in a play world not unlike Disneyland. All around himself, Austin Land. The best place to go. Well, I'm dying dream of a cancer kid. Okay. Uh, it's about a theme park dedicated to Jane Austen. Tom, dang it! Tom, I was gonna go with that one! I hate you. Should you I have to go with that? <sighs> then what happens if we both get it right? I don't know. We both, both get a point? Yet. We both get a point, yeah. I, okay. I'm not gonna say theme park. I'm gonna say it is a documentary going through all of Jane Austen's works. There, I'll go with that. Tom, damn it! Damn, I was so mad. You get it almost on the nose. Oh. It's a preservation land, isn't it? Kind of. Obsessed with Pride and Prejudice, a woman travels to Jane Austen theme park in search of a perfect gentleman. Damn it! It is quite literally a land or a theme park based in the world of Jane Austen. As soon as you said Austin land and then you spelled You Austin, spelled it. Yeah, you spelled like, it. And I was like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so you have to edit out the clap. Whatever. Yeah. I'm like, Austin? Heck yeah. Got that. Yeah, I don't know. So when I you like spelled mine. it, I was like, oh. I thought once I spelled it, I'm like, I might tip somebody off. Yeah. Here, so. Especially when you go, who spells Austin like that? Uh, then, then I thought about yeah. it and I was like, oh, it's the last name. Yup. Yep. I wasn't even close. I'm once again tied with the mist gallop. Next! (laughs) The next one. Good luck. The Happy Poet. A biopic on the life and times of Edgar Allan Poe. Alright. Tom? One of these days you're like absolutely crazy ones will actually be exactly on. It was the first one. The first crazy one we did. Yeah. Tom? It's a movie about someone who writes poetry that poet a poet who is incredibly depressing or like their poetry is incredibly depressing but it's the only way that they can be happy is to get all of those like depressing feelings out on page and through their poetry, they find love. Okay. Jenny? If you get this again, I'd be so mad. <laughs> um, I kind of want to keep with the Emily Dickinson thing, because she's such a cool um, author and poet, but she was never really happy, and she had a lot of issues. But everyone thought she was fine up until they read her poetry. So I'm going to go with that. All right. We all suck, don't we? Well, I don't know. I'm awesome, so. <laughs> two, a few of you have figured out that there's a poet in here. Oh, wow. He <laughs> oh, don't man. say. Yeah. A poet starts a health-conscious food stand <laughs> with support from his friends, as well as a potential love match with one of his customers, but will unexpected complications jeopardize his dreams of a hot dog-free future? Basically, he's he buys a hot dog stand and then starts selling, like, 
quote unquote health conscious food. That's the entire movie. <laughs> it is Miss. It is so deadpan. But yeah, miss. <laughs> uh, I feel disappointed. <laughs> it's a it's a really fun movie, but it's just such a weird dro- like quiet movie. Alright. Let's go a little bit more mainstream. One that people might recognize. Maybe not the three of you, but the square. I will say the foreign link or the I believe it either won or was nominated for best foreign language film for some reason. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I, got it. <sighs> I mean, I know I already knew what, what I was going to say was wrong, but that just makes it more wrong. I Oscar nominee for best foreign language film. Paris, the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> The, set, the city has shut down on recreational dancing. And the teenagers must have a dance competition in square dancing to lift the pan. Wait, wait, isn't that just <laughs> Footloose? Shut up. <laughs> but it's in Paris. And <laughs> okay. It's Les Footloose. Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, I'm that guy like, in Mario Party that goes around the map <laughs> in a circle trying to hit chance down to screw with everyone. Oh, man. All right. The Square. The Square is about a nerd okay. or nerdy guy or girl who ends up becoming a major CEO and running a Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 business. And it's everything that they wanted from high school, but nobody ever thought they would actually be able to pull off. Okay. Jenny. Um, especially because you said foreign language film, I'm going to go with something related to Tiananmen Square. And that whole okay. bit that happened in China where the man's in front of the tank and maybe a story set based on that time period and that event. Okay. I'm going to say this is a miss. Ah! It's a, it's a Swedish film. A prestigious, a prestigious Stockholm Museum's chief art curator finds himself in both professional and personal crisis as he attempts to set up the next controversial exhibit, The Square. Uh, have anyone seen the... The scene with, uh, oh, what the hell is his name? The dude who plays Koba in the new Planet of the Apes. Uh, Terry Notary going around without a shirt, yelling at customers in a, in a um, like ballroom setting. Mm. Jumping up on tables and yelling at them. This, yeah. That is the square. Okay. Uh, ultimately, it's like the modern art of just, if you put a square in the ground and call it art, is it art? Really, it's a really uh, pretentious, pretentious movie, and it's not one of my favorites. But it's That's... one of those that you hear the name and it's like, oh, it fits. But here it is. So all right, so that was seventeen movies. So let's make it down to the final three. Final three. I'm not winning. I could do that. Tom, what, are the, what are the scores at? Just just to kick us in the butt. James has two. Jenny has three. I have five. Wow. Mist has seven. <laughs> I think Mist is probably going to walk away with this one. I don't know. Underdog. Tom's coming back for the win. But in my heart of hearts, I I feel that I've won my own game. I don't, I don't know if I trust Tom with the scoreboard over there. He's getting himself his own points. Yeah, but I'm not. I haven't been cheating at all. Uh huh. I haven't been. Hmm. 
All right. I will randomize them from four. Whatever is the last one, I'll just... Hey, this one, good luck. Okay. <laughs> Bonus one that doesn't count. This next one. Castaway on the Moon. I will say this is a foreign language film. A troubled man. Okay. With his family on the moon base. Trying to make a living fishing in the Sea of Tranquility. <laughs> All right. It's not as outlandish as some of my other ones have been. Yeah, not, not terrible. And that's saying something. Huh? It's about... It's the story behind the creation of one of the first films ever created, The Man in the Moon, where a giant uh, missile is shot at... Uh, basically, a rocket ship is shot at the moon lands and pokes the moon in the eye and we find out that there's a bunch of creatures and stuff living below the surface and man is going and finding out all about this stuff. Okay. I'm going to go with Iron Sky plus Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky hijinks with Hitler. All right. Sure. Uh, well, if I had to pick one and I couldn't say missed, I would actually give it to James because he mentioned Troubled Man. <laughs> Wow. But I'm going to say missed. It's a South Korean comedy, comedy bitch. thriller type thing. After failing to kill himself by jumping off, off a bridge into the Han River, a man is washed up on a deserted island in the middle of the river. But within view of the city's high rises, he attempts to escape, but keeps getting pushed back into the island. He soon accepts his fate and challenges in living on the island in the middle of the Han River. A reclusive young woman, who takes close-up shots of the moon and has not left her apartment in years, spies him on the island, but can't come find a way to tell anyone about it. Interesting. He All gets right. stranded on an island in the middle of a middle of a river in the middle of an urban city. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, the worst part is the title makes sense. Yeah. And it is, I will say that Castaway on the Moon is one of those movies that kind of slips my mind when I'm thinking of like my favorite movies. But whenever I think about it, I absolutely love this film. It is such a sweet little movie that, yeah, that it's near 4th of July and people are stupid. So there's fireworks going off outside. But yeah, Castaway on the Moon is just such a fun little film. So. All right, next. Next. Relaxer. Drug-fueled drama about riding the edge of death with pills to get through life. Okay. Tom? It's a film about massage therapists. Okay. Mm. It is a film about those massage chairs they have at the mall. Where you put in a dollar and it gives you a massage. But then you can't get out of the chair and it traps you and then it eats you. <laughs> I'm pulling a James. I'm pulling a James. That took a left. Uh, I approve. I approve. God damn it. Okay. So I'm between James and Jenny. Yes. For different reasons. One, drug-fueled trip yes. for James. And two, a chair you can't get out of what? for Jenny. 
I will read the official synopsis of this absolute mind trip of a movie. With the impending Y2K apocalypse fast oh. approaching... This is made in 2018. Okay. With the impending Y2K apocalypse fast approaching, the main character is faced with the ultimate challenge by his brother, beating the unbeatable level 256 on Pac-Man before Y2K erases his stuff. Oh, man. But he can't get off the couch until he conquers it. A survival story set in the living room that takes place over the course of an apocalypse. I don't know who to give it to because they both had touches of what's going the on. The pill thing where you talk about Pac-Man? No, he. this is just like a messed up mind trip of a movie. Missed. I'm going to give it to Jenny because Yay! of the fact that she he can't physically get out of the chair because he fuses in with the chair. Yes. No, yeah, I'll give it to her on that one. <laughs> and Gross. He, like, starts laminating into the chair, and he's, like, trying to open the window, and he can't get off the couch, so he has to pee into bottles and then throw it out the window. Ew. And I told you, every so often, yeah. if you go crazy, yeah. it'll hit that yeah. golden goose egg. Oh, my God. And that's the only reason you got that, is he decided <laughs> to pull me in. Yep. Gross. Yeah. All right, so I'm not watching that film. All right, last So the last movie. one, last official. One. I'll mention, yeah. you might have seen it. Tom, Tom, if you've seen it, I'll jump to the other one that I had in this list. The Pope's Toilet. Have I mentioned that to any of you? You've mentioned it to me. Do you remember what it's about? I have. <sighs> Not offhand. Okay. The Pope's Toilet. The Pope's Toilet. Vatican City. Judgment Day. <laughs> The only safe place for his holiness is the one true throne. Oh my god, stop! Can he survive Judgment Day? Or will this Pope be flushed down the toilet? Stop! Oh my god, I wonder what to follow that. Yeah, I know. That was your choice for where y'all sat. Yep. Tom? I think I win, Devin, if nothing, even if I don't win. <laughs> Your word association is amazing there, James. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Just wish if I asked about, you know, like pigeon sat on a branch reflecting upon existence. I'd actually have to I'd actually have to pull myself out. Yeah, because even I would have to pull myself out. I've seen the movie and I don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I've bitched about that one so much Me I can't. Too. <laughs> so Pope's toilet. The Pope's toilet. How do you follow my masterpiece? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's about the personal attendance throughout history to the Pope mm -hmm. and all of the different things and that they have had to witness and never really get recognized for or even that their existence is really thought about or brought up even though they're running everything in the background of the of Vatican City. Jenny? I was going to go something near that route, but something about the countries that are heavily Catholic, but the Pope maybe never visits or never sees because it's such a terrible condition, like a third world country. 
but it's still acknowledged as one of, you know, more Catholic regions. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. I think it's going to end up going to Jenny. Oh, <gasps> yes! Wait, you mean I'm wrong? <laughs> In Mellow, M-E-L-O, a poor Uruguayan country, or country, village near the... Uh, in Mello, a poor Uruguayan country village near the Brazilian border, several men earned their living from contraband, mostly transported on bicycles. One of them, Beto, is getting too old for heavy freights, but hopes to earn a motorbike. The idea that he comes up with is to build and charge money for the use of a proper toilet at the occasion of the first ever papal pope visit to Uruguay. As His Holiness is expected to pass through Mello, he wants to be the toilet that the Pope uses so he can use it to make money. Wow. You know what? Yes. Based on a true story. You know what? I think give that one to Jenny. Yeah. It is a third world country that... Yeah. Wait, what's the score? Tom, what's the score? Tom, what is it? James 2, you and I 5. Do we want Missed. a tiebreaker? Uh, 8. Yes, give me the tiebreaker. Give it to me. Okay, James, since you're not in this, pick one of those. All right, so the final one, and this is between Tom and Jenny. Whoever's closest will get points. <laughs> Brand New Testament. Okay. It's a movie about somebody who is trying to make essentially a new set of books for the Bible that are based off of modern times and they view themselves as a modern prophet but they're also basing this off of the Old Testament and the New Testament the problem is is everything is sponsored by different major brands uh, that are helping to pay for all of this. And so it is bringing it truly into the new world. All right. I'm going to be so mad if you get that, but that was really good. It was. Um, I was going to go with, it's either set in a time where it's the second coming of Jesus or someone claiming to be Jesus, and they try and rewrite history to make it absolutely stupid and idiotic. Think like uh is it Bruce Almighty? Or yeah. Evan? Bruce or Evan or something. Yeah, so like something along those lines where it's either the second coming of Jesus and he's actually like a really chill guy, doesn't care about anything, or it's someone pretending to be Jesus and he's like, No, we need to do things this way and it's just absolutely bananas. Okay. I'm gonna have to give it to Jenny. Yeah! That's a good one. It's not Jesus. It's not Jesus. But did you know that God is alive and lives in Brussels with his daughter? See, see, I thought it was someone like Jesus. The actual story is God lives in human form as a cynical writer with his young, opinionated daughter in present-day Brussels, Belgium. Wait, I remember you talking about She concludes that her dad is doing a terrible job and decides to rewrite the world, descending to Earth in search of her own six messengers to write a brand new testament and change the status quo to her liking. So, second Jesus, female Jesus, comes down and wants to 
it's a pink sky. No, 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 we can't do that. That would be weird. Yeah. Blue sky. And it changes to pink momentarily and then changes to blue because the kid starts messing with God's computer. Yeah. Nailed it. So I'll say the second coming of a Jesus type. You know what that means, that Tom? Tries to rewrite the oh, wiener. That we I'm gave a you a win. Oh, you want to fight? So we'll say that Mist wins. <laughs> yep. Mist wins, yes. Mist wins, but of the it's humans, one of those that Jenny's the winner. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Of the three of you, Jenny won. Why would you ever do that? <laughs> just, just to be the millennial that I am. <laughs> Gross. Jenny yeah. couldn't join us again for reasons unknown. <laughs> I don't know. It's like we, we say yeah. she won, but I think I won. <laughs> Rutgers would have made the most interesting, like, unfilmable movies. Indeed. <laughs> you can't tell me that the Pope's Toilet that I came up with would have been interesting. Probably would have been more interesting than Pope's Toilet. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but I I thought okay. the, the name was funny. I think well, I would have the best laugh on that one. Out of all of these, mm-hmm. definitely want to watch Patrick Age 1.5. Good luck finding it. Oh, man. I've been looking for that for years, and I've, like, never really been able to find it. Find it. It might be have popped onto a digital somewhere, but it's a really low budget one. So. I definitely got to say I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, yeah it's Indeed. A, a fun little thing, and I still have a pile of see movie history of future folks. So. Mm. Did you did you did you have fun hearing our ramblings? Yeah, it's funny seeing where your where your like thoughts go compared to where the movie actually is. So I just that's the one. I that's fun. But yeah, like I think we could do this again sometime. Just uh, the random, random movies like <laughs> Smuggling Hendrix was one of the other ones, or Buddha Claps Out of Shame, Hump Day, Compliance. Hump These day. things kind of. Why not? Yeah, it definitely, definitely the lead up, probably, the, probably the the week before your uh, film festival. Yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, my film festival do. this year, I know, has probably three or four of these kind of like what like. Again, I say Peanut Butter Falcon because it's just such a weird title. But definitely So in other words, none of us are allowed to look that up before then. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That one particularly. Oh, look it up. It ain't gonna be popping around for another month at least. So it's coming out sometime later this year, but all right. All right. Yeah. So now back to the uh ground of sanity. That's <laughs> your register register or regularly scheduled program. Yes. So that brings us to our, our usual segment near the end of our show. Uh, Jen Ed, where we find out about Jen's just how little she knows movie <laughs> education or lack thereof. Yeah, as we try to educate her on movies. So last week you were you picked the movie your movie my movie, which was uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves starring Kevin Costner. Yes, and Morgan Freeman. And yes, yeah. So what'd you think? So. Previously, I'd only seen Disney's version of Robin Hood with, you know, the animals, cutesy, adorable. And I had seen Robin Hood, Men in Tights, hilarious parody. Great film. Hilarious. Loved it so much. So I hadn't had a proper, like, Robin Hood story of actual serious fighting, yada, yada, yada. So overall, I really liked the film. Um, I liked how... It was shot. I liked how they actually really touched on the time period they were in. Like, they were in the Crusades. Like, people were, you know, dying because of pushing Christianity everywhere, all over Europe. 
And uh, so that was really interesting. They really delved into the history. So the, um, I really liked Alan Rickman. He was probably my favorite part of the film. He did such a great job playing um, sure. Sheriff, Sheriff Nottingham. Um, so that was really, really cool. It was cool to see him in a different type of film because I've seen him previously in, of course, Harry Potter series and Galaxy Quest. Yes. And not hard. No. Um, no, no. Really? No Die Hard? No. Let's see. The robot. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a personality prototype. Correct. Tell? So those are really fun. And it was cool to see him in a role where he was more serious, but he did such a great job conveying all of the energy the sheriff of Nottingham had. Mm, the the band of merry men were also great in the woods. Uh, Little John or John Little was great. The Will Scarlet was interesting because previously he'd been kind of the friend character, or n- at least not completely best friend maybe just kind of there but this one he was definitely like I hate you and I have reason for hating you and Robin was kind of like eh okay cool didn't really care that much um Morgan Freeman being in that role was awesome I hadn't seen him in something that active in a very long time yeah where he played Azim the great one right he's been in He's been just kind of a static role in movies where he just doesn't do a whole lot of action scenes. I saw him in things like Lucy or just things where he's just kind of like the he's, the professor guy. He's a central control kind of thing. Yeah. The overseer. Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot. So to see him in an action movie where he's actually moving around and swinging swords and yada, 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 that was really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. I also really liked how they actually talked about his religion as well. He was, you know, a person of Islam. He had to pray and... He kept with the um, ideologies, things like that. So that was cool. They actually really touched on history. What was the part that? What was one of the biggest parts that stood out to you? Like that was like, oh, that was kind of cool. Hmm. The thing about it, it was hard to see the movie be as violent because I was used to you know Disney version or parody version. So. When they were doing some of the things, like, right in the beginning of the movie, actually, when they're just cutting off people's hands, I was like, wow, okay, we're getting right into it. This is, uh, not for kids. No. Even though I saw it many times as a child. Yeah. yeah. Childhood movies last week. Yeah. So I was like, what is this? You, uh, you made a mistake asking us. I know, I know. So. I went with one I watched as a kid. Yeah. Made for teenagers. Same. Same. Yeah. However, the biggest qualm I had with this entire movie was Kevin Costner himself. I hated him as Robin. And let me tell you why. <clears throat> Every person in that movie, Morgan Freeman, the la- the person that played Lady Marion, um, Alan Rickman, everyone adopted some kind of old English or old Scottish or some kind of accent. And Kevin Costner was just a plain old American. He didn't put any kind of effort into making his character seem like he was from a time. He was just kind of there. Now you know where the joke from uh, Men in Tights comes from. Yeah. I can speak with an English accent. (laughs) Yeah. So I was really disappointed because he's the main character. He's supposed to be Robin. He's supposed to be, 
you know, the guy that's got all the answers, he's supposed to be good at stuff, like, he can shoot an arrow through another arrow, yada, 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 and it just wasn't believable. He just kind of really made the role just kind of fall short for me. Uh, Everyone else, phenomenal. Except for Kevin Costner. I will say, I, I think that when they next try to trot out this dead horse and redo Robin Hood, they should actually film it more from the, from the king and the sheriff's perspective and have it be a horror. Mm-hmm. Well, if they do it from the king's perspective, there won't be a whole lot going on because he's not there. Right, yeah. He's the king wasn't gone. in the country for 90% but of the what sitting was going king. on. But, so, the sheriff, of sheriff of Nottingham. Gotcha. But yeah, I can never remember how exactly. It, it, it depends it was, on the myth. It was Nottingham who was in charge at the time. Yeah. So, yeah anyway, uh, but uh, like, do it from there. Actually, show his perspective and be kind of a horror film. Yeah. Like, um, what would actually like? Yeah, it's deserved. But like, what? Did, well, how would that actually affect? Like an espionage film set in that time period. Yeah. Where it's from, like the secret police trying to figure out who this. Robber is, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. Game of Thrones without all the magic. Gotcha. Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting. So another thing I noticed was that the Sheriff of Nottingham didn't really have like an advisor person per se. He just had his cousin who was out doing the things, you know, yelling at the kids, taking taxes, yada yada. But he didn't really have an advisor, which was prevalent at least in the Disney movie from what I remember. Your Sir Hiss who's the he, snake. He did have uh an advisor. He had the witch lady. Yeah, his mother. Well, it wasn't his mother per se. It was who he was raised by. His mother. It was his mother. Whatever. She she had him and pretended not to be his actual mother. Yeah. She she was creepy and gross, and that worked well for the movie. She yeah. was a witch woman who was basically a hag who mm-hmm. was. Creepy as hell. Something, Why are you called a latrine? Something deeply disturbing was the fact that they were trying to get the sheriff and Lady Marion married just so they could make a baby. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable. But then they really went for it in that scene where they're trying to actually like get married really quick so he can quick up and rape her. I was like, oh, this is well, fine. Because at the time, time at the right. time, marriages weren't considered valid until it was consummated. Yeah, but that was, it was just a little weird for me, especially because I'm coming from the background of Disney or the parody. I mean, they won't... Well, like, even the parody has inklings of that. In, this, this went pretty far, though. It's been a while since I've seen the parody, but yeah. Well, he's going out of chastity while with a jackhammer. So. That was that was funny. That was enjoyable. Well, it's was, funny, but yeah, yeah the, the sentiment the is still concept, the same. Yeah. Yeah. So... Absolute least favorite part of the entire film. Kevin Costner. <laughs> no, like, actually, no, like, actual, like, like oh, part of the film, yeah. not person. Kevin Costner's accent. <laughs> not that. I mean, like, scene or whatever. Kevin Costner has a... Her least oh. favorite thing is Kevin Costner. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that, man. I mean... Yeah. You don't have to go far. Look, you, you said Kevin Costner. Yeah, Sorry. he just really... Because the rest of the movie was literally fine. It was... Just him. Okay, fair enough. All right, so that being said, mm-hmm. you have given us a new. Yes, you have given us a new. How about you describe this topic? Okay, so have you ever watched something and you're yes. like, "What? What did I just watch?" Or your yes. friend is like, "Been like, hey, watch this video." 
And then you watch and you're like, what is this? It's just so weird. You just kind of have a WTF moment. Yeah, it's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so something along those lines of just one of the movies where it just you got done watching and you're like, what the F just happened? For me, that was Pan's Labyrinth. Terrifying movie. I hate it. Never want to see it again. That we're watching next time. So, All right, so Devin, why don't you start with this? Okay, so just WTF movies. Yep. All right. I feel like I should ask if there's a limit to this, but I'm just gonna go with the most WTF movie I've ever seen. All right. That's saying something. It's called Enter the Void. Oh. Okay. Would you like to try to guess? Oh, let's, once again, let's let's, let's have play you that guess guessing from, game. Yeah. Um, We've had some, you know, practice today. Let's oh, yeah. See. That doesn't make me any better. Nope. Good luck. So I'm thinking something about mm. either like a portal or a black hole or something along those lines. And someone goes in and it's just an acid trip the entire time they're in there. Acid trip, yes. But oh. no. Okay. A French drug dealer living in Tokyo is betrayed by his best friend and killed in a drug deal. Oh, man. That's the very basic. That's like the beginning. That's entry level. Tokyo's nasty underside, seen primarily through the eyes of Oscar, a heavy drug user and drug dealer, whose sister Linda is a stripper for some reason. Oscar also has flashbacks to his childhood where trauma depend or upends the siblings, drug-fed hallucinations over Tokyo's already disconcerting nights. And after the police shoot him, he can float above and look down on his sister on the rooms of the Love Hotel, and on life at even a molecular level. The Spectrum's colors can be beautiful. It's people's colorless lives that can be ugly and beautiful at the same time. And what of afterlife? Is there more than just void? Dr. Manhattan, what? It is one of the most beautifully shot, but mm. utterly crazy movies I have ever watched. All right. Directed by a guy named Gaspar Noé. Is this a foreign language film? Yes, I believe so. Okay. I believe it is all in French, if there is even dialogue. Oh, if there's even dialogue? There might be dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) There is dialogue. Okay. A whole lot of it is the French word for, or the French F-bomb. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. All in French, I believe. Or Japanese, or... Okay. From that bit of insanity, let's go a different route. Okay. Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve. Um, I'm gonna say it's about an alien life form that is a parasite that ends up in a host body of a woman named Eve. You are not far off. I will give okay. you that, actually. Okay. Kiyomi, mm-hmm. the wife of Toshiaki Nagashima, is left brain dead after a traffic accident oh, no. on the day of their first wedding anniversary. Oh, no. Nagashima attempts to make her live again and steals her liver from her corpse. Ew. While examining the organs, something from it attacks his assistant and turns the assistant 
into his dead wife. Ooh, okay. He then later realizes his dead wife is actually an organization of sentient mitochondria bent on making <laughs> a new species that will wipe out humanity. Forgot about that movie. It is the movie that is the prequel to one of my favorite are like PlayStation RPGs, Parasite Eve. Okay. It is crazy. Mind you, this was made in 97? Yeah, 97. So this, the, the effects in it, kind of dated. Okay. But it is, it is fully in Japanese, but there is a subtitled version for free on YouTube. Okay, good to know. Oh, mine is in English and Japanese. Fantastic. It, it is a two-hour movie, and oh boy, it's a ride. Okay. Tom. What dreams may come. Okay. What dreams may come. I'm going to go with this is probably about someone who's an insomniac, and when they do dream, it's really messed up and weird. No. Okay. <laughs> that would be easy. So the movie came out in 1998. Uh-huh. It's it stars Robin Williams, no. Cuba Gooding Jr., um, and a bunch of other people. Okay, so somewhat more a little bit more famous, at least in America. Chris Nielsen dies in a car crash one night and then goes to heaven. Uh-huh. Later, his widow Annie commits suicide, unable to overcome her loss. Chris descends into hell to save her. Oh! Yep. Getting Frighteners vibes. Not gonna lie, saw this movie, was like, Mind you, I saw this movie when I was, like, 12. I think I was 13, because I think I saw it on VHS. And I was like, what the crap just happened? I don't... What... The, Robin, what did you just do? So I find Kubo, funny. what did you just do? So I find it funny that you got one and three for this guess, <laughs> guessing around. I give, my, I, I give you mine because you got damn close. The other two, not so much. Okay, Devin, real quick. Mm-hmm. Say say yours one more time. Uh, drug dealer gets shot. Mm-hmm. It's then his disembodied, or disembodied soul yep. living back through his life and watching those that he met during his life in the neon Tokyo, basically. Okay. Live action, shot in 2009. Okay. James, one more time. Live action, 97. <sighs> Guy's wife dies, he tries to revive her, and it turns out it's my sentient mitochondria trying to create a new species to take over the world. <laughs> it, it does not get any okay. less stupid. Okay. It's hung. <laughs> Guy gets in a car crash and dies, goes to heaven, wife can't take it, commits suicide, he descends into hell to save her. Dante's. Okay, <laughs> so. Gary. Out, of all, Dante, yeah. Yeah. out of all these, Tom sounds the most sane, honestly. Hey, doesn't that say everything? Yeah. Um. <sighs> Are you going for, like, craziest? I'm going for, like, or... watching this movie and just being afterward, just being, like, totally stunned by what I just watched. Okay. The visual, I will say the visuals in my movie will make you go, what the crap? I'm really, just because I was laughing so hard when it was being described, we were with James, 
Because <laughs> I was going, I was like, okay, taking out the liver, and then there's a parasite in it, and then she just all parasites, and I just lost it. It's, oh, it's, again, it's a setup to a, one of my favorite RPGs, and I played the RPG, I, I played two first, and then I went back and played, which is a different beast altogether, and then I played the first one, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Then I found out that it was there was a movie before that, and that the movie is based off the book. Oh my god. It's a it's mind trip. It sounds like a time. Definitely sounds like a time. So I'm gonna go with Parasite Eve. Like I said, it's completely free and available on YouTube. Got it. So let's figure out how to get into the <laughs> void, which is a NC-17 because they never had it rated because they knew they wouldn't get an R rating. <laughs> They'd be getting that X. All right. A close-up of the penis ejaculating into someone from the vision of inside. Yeah, that's about where the movie got weird. <laughs> he went Can back, I change my- <laughs> He went back and watched his own conception. No, no, we're going to end it there. Okay, so <laughs> Devin, tell us what's coming out next week. Uh, <laughs> save us. Save us. Movies coming out this week are Spider-Man Far From Home and nothing that is going to Matter. affect anything. No, everyone's going to be seeing Spider-Man. Yeah. Is Midsommar coming out this week? Midsommar is still coming out. I think it's sad. Like, yeah. Comes I think out. it'll get a, a small release. I think it's coming out earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, it comes out the day after. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I think it comes out Friday when Spider-Man comes out, what, Wednesday or Thursday itself or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man comes out on Tuesday, Tuesday. and oh. Midsommar comes out on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Well, so, uh, feel bad for Midsommar because it's getting destroyed. Yeah, it's going to get buried. Yeah, the first movie after the um, giant movie that was Avengers Endgame. First one in the correct Marvel timeline after that movie. Yep. So it's definitely going to have a lot to live up to. Yeah. From what I've heard, it's actually getting really high reviews, 92, 93% right now. Yes, yeah. I've heard cool. that as well. So it's getting really good reviews. Um, we'll probably have a little bit more about it next, like a larger section about it next week, talking about like what we liked about it, hopefully avoiding most spoilers. Might Maybe later in the episode we'll come back and do some spoiler talk, but we'll try to you know, cool it on spoilers for a couple of weeks here. Yeah, it, mainly because this is kind of the bigger ones that people have actually been anticipating. The last couple of weeks, there haven't been anything big, yeah. big. The last right. few weeks have been pretty... The last, like, month has been pretty weak. Lackluster. Like, Very MIB, so. Godzilla, and uh, Dark Phoenix have all, were all kind of misses, so... Yeah. Yeah. Either seeing it or it's like you guess a mile away what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, one of the, one of the movies I will for sure be seeing this month, even though I don't like... I don't go to see movies in theaters very often. It's it's quite loud. I'm an old lady, you know. Um, but they, you know, I I like to see them every once in a while. Uh, I definitely will be going to see The Lion King when it comes out this month. Right. Very excited for that oh, piece of childhood. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm curious to see the animation more than the actual movie. Definitely. I think the animation mm. is just unbelievable. They still have James Earl Jones. <laughs> to me, the animation is cool. The voice, you can hire whatever voice cast, uh, whatever. I've seen the movie. If it impresses me as much as Aladdin Aladdin did, then I'll be like, cool. I'm impressed by it, but it's nothing that I haven't seen before. Being someone who loves Disney films, 
I didn't get to see Aladdin. I liked Aladdin. So I, I really want to see it, but I eh. just haven't gotten around to it. Aladdin's not one of my more favorite Disney films, so I'm just kind of eh. It wasn't my favorite when kind I was of, a kid. Kind of the same. So on the other hand, Lion King. Mm-hmm. They're making a live action that is entirely CGI. You yeah, have reservations a, about just that. Just a remake. It's not the first time they've done it. Well, I have a problem last... though when they call it a live action that's entirely CGI. It's more. It's just saying it's not. Animation. Yeah, they're just saying it's not the cartoon that we all know and love. Yeah, yeah. I get where Tom's coming from. Yeah. I get where you're coming from, Tom. But I'm sure a lot of the yeah. scenes were shot in the actual, you know, Sahara or whatever, uh, and then they just put no. this. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I'm like, could yeah. you just yeah. use animals? Yeah, I've seen Homeward Bound. They can do that. <laughs> get a line. You know, just have, See, that's wow. a great childhood movie. I completely forgot about it when I was like trying to come up with a childhood movie. Well, Home Alone. Oh, uh, man. Home Alone 3. Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone 3 with Scarlett Johansson. No one's... I almost picked Under the Skin for uh, this with alien Scarlett Johansson that's just abducting dudes and then dragging them into the floor. <laughs> that's it. We've already got one crazy alien. I, I almost on. chose teeth. Mm. Uh, Wait, is that the movie with the teeth and the vagina? Yeah. The vagina dentata. Yeah. I regret seeing it. Okay. I'm a little happy you didn't pick mine because it is grotesque as hell at times. So. Yeah. <sighs> Mine's weird, but not... not uh, but yeah, mine is essentially Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Pretty much. But with... But he didn't cheat on his one. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't cheat on his one. Yeah. Anyway, next week we have Stuber and Crawl coming out. There's a, then there's a bunch of smaller budget films. Crawl sounds so familiar. Stuber is the one I'm looking forward to. I recently saw a new trailer for Stuber. Didn't realize that the villain's the main the main character from Raid. <laughs> Didn't realize that Iko Uwais is the villain in that movie, and I'm like, wow, Ooh. cool. And then Crawl is the one about uh, during a hurricane. Oh, wait, yeah. that's a stupid one that showed everything. I think visually, trailer. that movie looks gorgeous. Visually. Yeah, the cinematography is amazing in that. Yeah, but sometimes the CG on, on the monsters is yeah. crap. Well, the monsters are crocodiles, alligators, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, and, then, and I won't lie. That was, that was one of the hardest turnarounds for, oh, my God, this looks interesting to, oh, God, this looks horrifying. Yeah, I'm like, that, this looks really interesting. It's shot really well, and I loved the, like, design of it. And then it's just, oh, it's alligators. Got it. Cool. But, yeah, Stuber and Crawler next week. Spider-Man, Far From Homes this week. Uh, we'll be back on, we'll be back next week talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, I think uh, everyone's going to actually see that one. Come up with some interesting topic to talk about next week. Probably not doing... The weird word association title thing. I don't know. I, my brain feels ever more powerful. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what Smuggling Hendrix is? Because it has nothing to do with Jimi Hendrix. Anyway, this has been the In the Can podcast. I've been Devin. I'm James. I'm Tom. And I'm Jenny. And we'll be back next week with more randomness and more movies. So go see more movies. Yeah. Have a nice night.